What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of College Recruits. Like always, I'm your host, Adam, joined along here with Liam and Ben. But today, we're five days away from the NFL draft. We've been waiting for so long, so I'm fired up about this. We have a special episode planned. But before we get into that, how's it going today, boys? It's good. I finished uh, the last day of my co-op work term yesterday, so now I'm just uh, getting ready for the draft and pumped about the draft. Well, congratulations, BMAC. Uh, successful work term completed. And they offered him back, too. So this guy's a fucking stud over here. Um, I'm not doing too bad. I had my second last exam yesterday. Uh, I celebrated last night by having a drink or two. And I'm not doing too well this morning. So uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll try to get through this episode. <laughs> <laughs> the struggle's real. Um, but yeah, before we get into the, so basically what we're going to do today, we're just going to go through a full first round mock. We've done less in the past, but this time we're going to do what we actually think is going to happen. Not what we would do in that position. We're going to see compared to that for the first round of the NFL draft and see how we do, uh, hopefully do pretty good. But before we get into that, uh, we're going to talk about the Orlando Brown trade. So the chiefs traded for tackle Orlando Brown. Uh, they also got a second round pick in 2021 and a sixth rounder in 2022. And the Baltimore Ravens acquired three picks in next week's draft, a first rounder, number 31 overall, a third rounder, number 94, and a fourth rounder, number 136, and as well as a fifth round selection in 2022. I'll let BMAC take this away because he's a Ravens fan. What are your initial thoughts on this trade for yourself as a Ravens fan and the Chiefs as well? Yeah, like I have mixed feelings, right? Because Orlando Brown's a, a great tackle and it, it's hard to lose, but um, essentially what they'll probably do is just take a tackle with one of the first late first round picks they have and kind of replace them uh, in this Baltimore Ravens system, because you have Lamar Jackson tackle is a little bit easier to play than in other systems because edge rushers don't really have the option to rush, uh, make an inside move because Lamar's just going to break outside and break contain and go for a 10 plus yard gain. Um, so it's a little easier when you don't have to worry about uh, edge rushers making that move. So I think maybe Orlando Brown could be a little bit overvalued because of that. Um, so hopefully they just draft another tackle, replace uh, Brown and uh, go from there. Yeah. So also Ravens fan, um, <clears throat> you, you said that yesterday in the group chat and I couldn't agree more, man. Like, they also signed um, uh, Villanueva from Pittsburgh to be their right tackle. So he's going to be kind of replacing because of the fact that Lamar Jackson, it, it, it matters who, who you have on the, on your tackles, but it doesn't matter as much because he is Lamar Jackson. You're able to get significant value. Um, another first round pick, a third, like they got decent draft conversation. And it just, it's another example of paying dividends for drafting. Well, like I remember Orlando Brown, um, Fell in the draft to, I believe, the second or third round. Do you guys fact check me on that? Second round? Yep, I, I believe it was uh, third round. Uh, he didn't do too well at the combine and ended up falling. So they they selected a tackle in the third round, and it pays dividends now to get a first-round pick for it and multiple draft picks. So um, brilliant from the Ravens' perspective. I, I really like it. The only thing I didn't like – was giving up a, that second round pick. Yeah. Um, I thought if we can, if you could have given up a third round pick instead, maybe a third and a, I don't even know, but that second round pick kind of hurt a little bit. Um, other than that, from the Chiefs, boys, what do you think? I mean, 
I I like I think they could have maybe got a bit more. I think the conversation's good. It's fine, but I think they maybe could get a bit more. Orlando Brown's a good tackle, and look what tackles go in the open market. But I think the conversation's fine. Like you said, that second round pick hurts a bit, but you still got a first round pick. Say you take a tackle at that pick, you can get four years in a rookie contract. Orlando Brown's gonna sign a big extension next year, so you're saving that money where you can pay like Lamar, you can pay like J.K. Dobbins, all those rookies coming up. Uh, Marquise Brown's another example. Um, for the Chiefs' perspective, they just improved their offensive line. Good trade for them. Um, when you're competing, draft picks don't matter as much to them because they're so talented around the board. But the only thing I had a problem with it, they traded it like to a contender in the AFC, like like the Chiefs, who are going to be a perennial powerhouse, and the Ravens they go up against. So they kind of improved their competition. But I like the trade for both teams. Ravens got good compensation, and the Chiefs improved majorly. Yeah, this, is, this at- is kind of a win-win situation for both teams. So yeah. But if you look at the Laramie Tunsil trade, like you see the significant conversation that Dolphins got in return when I'd someone argue that Orlando Brown, although he is a right tackle, is a better left tackle than Tunsil. Um, do you think that they could have gotten best, more compensation when you look at like the Tunsil trade? Um, maybe. There's also the thing where or- Orlando Brown wanted out too. So yeah. it's different when a player wants, you know, a player wants it, you're going to get less compensation no matter what. Um, but yeah, like the compensation, like uh, as a Ravens fan, I, I would have hoped they got more, but I'm, I'm still not that mad because I think you can replace Orlando Brown with that pick on a cheaper contract. Um, so yeah. The Tunsil trade be- also involved Bill O'Brien the other side too. So, and he's... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bill O'Brien's like also that, an idiot. So. What they got for Larry Tunsil is just unheard of. Like that compensation for a tackle is really insane. So I don't think... That's a new precedent. I think it's just Bill O'Brien making a stupid move and Chris Green, the Dolphins, taking advantage. <laughs> it would have been, you know what? It would have been nice though if um, fucking the Chiefs included Nicole Hardman in that in that package for for Brown. Imagine Hardman uh, on the same team as uh, uh, Lamar Jackson. For, like that, that'd be that'd be a nice combination with with Marquise Brown too. That's a lot, a lot of speed on that offense. But uh, I, don't, I I don't think that that was a guy the Chiefs wanted to give up on. I think they they love receivers with speed, so they'll probably draft another one in this draft. Well, and, and then sorry, I don't want to talk about this for too much longer, but holy shit, their offensive line's something. Uh, Joe Tooney. Um, uh, the, okay, I'll, I'll pull it up here. Just talk about it real quick. But but, the, but they tra- like they traded or not traded. They cut their top two tackles, and all of a sudden, everyone's like, "Oh my god!" Like Mahomes is going to get killed, and all of a sudden, they have a better line. Um, somehow still under the cap. I don't understand how. Yeah. I guess yeah. like Brown's on a really cheap contract right what? now, being on a rookie deal. Yeah. But like, what's uh, that guard's name? The the Canadian who like uh, gear off of the, It's like it's a Duvernay I, Tardif. I think. Yeah, who's a very very good guard too. So they're getting him back. Um, good old he, good old Canadian boys. Shout out yeah. to him. Yeah, went went back to uh, use his doctor to fight during the pandemic. So can't say enough good things about him. That's a player you want on your team. Someone that will sacrifice himself to fight against the pandemic so good for him but yeah that that chiefs off the lines i don't know how they're under the cap i don't know how they do it but they, there's no way they can sign orlando brown like it, to a big it, contract it, it, um, they'll, they'll figure it out like <laughs> they'll figure it out nfl wanna... like the, the cap it, you can just push money into the future like, yeah, you can just keep pushing money into the future that's it's what like all what the saints do with taste some hill they just give him a massive contract like like future years to work against the cap. So people find creative ways to make cap room and especially the Chiefs will 
they'll they'll find a way to get Orlando Brown. I bet that's the thing, right? And you say, uh, you know, people, and I think it's only a limited people with uh, organizations with significant resources. Um, I think you see it really prominently in the in the NHL because you see such a disparity in teams with significant resources. Uh, for example, if you look at the Tampa Bay Lightning or the Toronto Maple Leafs, they have huge, enormous staffs, um, and then they're able to do really cool stuff with the cap. Like the Tampa Bay Lightning are always under the cap for some some reason. I, what were you guys telling me they put Kucherov on LTIR like ten days beforehand, and or could have had the surgery in the off season, but no, we're gonna put him there. He gets back from playoffs, but like we know we don't need him the regular season, and we get to sign. Who was it like? Who did they sign their contract extension? Was it Palat or something like that? Something like that, but they always find a freaking way. And they find a way. It's when you have teams that are so smart and so much money, they can do creative shit and they can hire people to crunch the numbers. All right. You guys ready to get into uh, our final mock draft of the the NFL season? I am. I'm excited. All right. So I just randomized order like we did in the past. We can go one, two, three. So Willie, you got the first overall pick. BMAC, you got number two. And I got number three. Uh, So we'll just rotate like we did in the past so without further ado let's get going uh first overall i'm picking mac jones from alabama no fuck that guy uh <laughs> trevor lawrence qb clemson uh lock it in yeah yeah there's there's no real point even talking too much about this this is, this is gonna happen same with number two number two is gonna happen uh, yeah. i can hop right into it unless you yeah. guys have any no. comments i mean Z- trevor lawrence is already donating to charities in jacksonville so i don't think he- pretty discreet you bet a million dollars on trevor lawrence going to jacksonville you get ten thousand dollars <laughs> that's well, pretty ten thousand dollars like <laughs> um no with that said number two uh another pretty much lock in unless he hits a gas mask bomb a couple minutes before uh the draft uh i'll take zach wilson to the jets yeah is, right. is it, zach wilson something where okay so one thing that I think is important to recognize when we go through this draft is, you know, we've been preparing for this for like five months now. And five months ago when we threw on the tape, um, you know, we all saw something pretty special in Zach Wilson. I think when our first podcast, was, we were t- talking about how Zach, Zach Wilson hype train. Um, he, he shot up boards. He, he's a number two. He, it's going to be interesting. I, I don't think it's a slam dunk. I don't think it's a slam dunk by any means. Um he, I know I'm not going to copy Colin Coward's words, but he didn't play amazing against uh, the best teams in his division. Um, kind of reminds you of Aaron Rodgers in a lot of sense of that. Um, I love Zach Wilson. I'm, I'm a little bit fearful of him going to the Jets. Yeah, I think that he's going to get thrown in the fire right away. I don't know. Who's their backup quarterback right now? Turn Sam Darnold. Actually, I actually have no idea what their depth chart looks like. So he's probably going to get be a day one starter, and that's that's risky for a a quarterback who's only done it for one year um, at BYU and not a strong conference as well. So, like you said, he has all the intangibles to be an elite quarterback, to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But I mean, he's got bust potential, I would say. But I still, he's still a dynamic prospect. Yeah, he, he's definitely going to have a little bit more. Um around him than Darnold did uh, yeah especially with the amount of draft picks they have in this draft like they have another first round pick and then and then an early second so they're gonna take solid players get some offensive line help and some weapons around him um, so hopefully he'll have more and, and then again like you, you have Corey Davis who isn't out of this world but he's a solid, solid receiver. receiver you have um Jameson Crowder, who I'm a big fan of. Uh, 
That, that rookie from last year. Um, Denzel Mims. Matai Becton, the tackle. No, yeah, he's, he's a Mims. fucking stud. Um, they had Mims, too. And they'll, they'll probably get Mims, another yeah, receiver. Mims is a maybe so, running solid back. receiver. It's going to um, be fun. They do, they, they do need a running back. Um, I'm a, I don't like taking a running back in the first round, but yeah, I can definitely see 36. them doing that. Or with their early second round pick. Um, I would, one of the top three guys in Williams, Harris, or Etienne. Do you think getting him someone like Pat Fairmouth in the second round would be smart? Like a big body, like tight end. It's like tight ends are rookie's best friends. So like if he's there, like I know it's probably early at pick 34, whatever it'd be. Like, would you consider that if you're the GM of the Jets? I, I'd be a hundred percent fine with that. Um the one big thing also is that tight ends often, especially like second round tight ends, don't do too well in their first year. So I don't think he's gonna help Wilson that much in his first year, but Going into his second year, like I, I'm a fan of uh, Freemouth, so uh, going into his second and third year, he could be a big help for Wilson, especially since they don't really have too much tight end depth uh, at the moment. Yeah. All right. Pick number three. This is tough because I honestly have no idea what's going to happen. Everything's saying Mac Jones, but Trey Lance is there. Justin Fields is there. I mean, I'm just going to go with what I think think's gonna happen based on what insiders are saying you're close to the 49ers and go mac jones i don't think oh, it should be the, it should be the pick but there's no reason to smoke screen and basically people close to john lynch and cal shannon says mac jones is their guy i don't think it's a smart pick but i'm going with what i think is going to happen to see if i can predict it and i just think i'm going to trust the insiders who are closer to the situation than myself I don't think it's going to be Mac Jones. Yeah, I, I, it, so- I think I still am a believer that it's going to be Justin Fields, even though people say it's either um, uh, Trey Lance or Mac Jones. But maybe, maybe it's Trey Lance. But I, I hope it's Justin Fields for the 49ers' sake because I'm just I would love to see him in that offense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, like zero um how you could possibly p- pass on trey lance or fields in that position but specifically trey lance for me um here here i'm going uh alana i'm picking uh trey lance from north dakota state qb um watched this pro day the other day for the second time um he's he, he's a big boy he he's a raw prospect but he does everything right man he does runs the ball. He does everything, everything you possibly ask for from a QB. You get him in the, in the red zone. He can run, he can make plays. He can, you know, do make plays with his legs, make plays with his arm. He's a huge arm. He's, he's a big boy. He can run through people. Like he is going to have some teams salivating and fucking, if he ends up falling to the Falcons at four, like they're, they're going to be very lucky. Cause I almost, I'd say he's a can't miss personally. Yeah. It's Trey Lance is a can't miss. For me, for me, yeah. I think he's got really? the highest plus potential, in my opinion, but he's also got the highest potential. Real, I, I, I see him like he hardly played college football. He's, yeah, he's played one season. He's played an unprecedented, like, little amount of snaps going into the NFL. I'm, I'm sorry for fucking not having the stats in front of me, but it's if like, you look at Carson Wentz compared to Trey Lance, so Carson Wentz played six more games. I think, I, I don't, I don't want to misconstrue the stats, but, um, if you look at Trey Lance, he had better stats in all, all significant categories. He had more touch, uh, not more touchdowns, but he had better touchdown to interception ratio. He had zero interceptions. Well, when you throw zero in fucking interceptions, that's not hard. <laughs> um, better rating. His team had a better overall record. And and Wentz went second overall. Wentz only played six more games than him. 
Like, is, but once is he a can't miss prospect? Like he's struggling to keep. He just lost his job and got traded. So like, yeah, that that's a just that, that's a whole. I I think Wentz is more of a mind game yeah. rather than an actual um physical trait and how you can as an evaluator like how can you possibly predict what how what occurred to Wentz? Oh yeah, exactly. Um, but I, man, I'm. Listen. I think he's incredible. I just like he's he's only thrown 285 passes in his career as a college. Uh, college quarterback so he's super talented great arm great athleticism everything you want in a qb great accuracy but i mean he's only playing 200 only had one season 285 passes thrown so it's a risky pick for him but he also coached up well could be probably one of the best qbs in the league at one point i also i also think this falcons pick will be a trade-up um yeah Agreed. Uh, I don't think this pick will stay with the Falcons. Maybe we should have added a little trade in here, but since we were doing this quick and rotating picks, uh, we didn't. Um, I think it'll be the Broncos, my personal opinion. Uh, I think if they added a QB, uh, now Trey Lance isn't going to be a guy who's going to start right away, but if they added a Justin Fields, that's immediately like a really, really good team. They have a good defense. They got good weapons, but, but even if they get a guy like Trey Lance, uh, who's going to, start in year two that's going to be a really good team uh next year so i I hope broncos take trade up and take qb because i think they'll uh they got a really good roster and they're they're really just a qb away honestly if the board falls like this they might get a qb at nine without having to trade up like it's it's very possible yeah so uh without further ado bmac number five Bengals number five so this is we're going off what we think is going to happen i actually would in my personal opinion, I think this is probably the right pick um, anyways, but I'm going to go uh, Jamar Chase, wide receiver, uh, pair him up with uh, his former college quarterback and Joe Burrow. Um, I, like a lot of people are saying like they have to take Sewell. Uh, they need offensive line help, but I, I think they can, if they can just get average play out of their offensive line, um, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, the college connection, they're going to be electric. Yeah, I mean it's it's either Chase or Sewell here. It just depends where they want to go. If they they value protecting Joe Burrow, or they want to see him take a, another jump with Jamar Chase. So I think it's it's either these players. There's no way it's anyone but Jamar Chase or Sewell. Well, I th- I actually think it should should maybe be Kyle Pitts just because I think they have some weapons there in T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, um, where they don't really have much at tight end. Like I think they got. Uh, Randy Moss's kid who played with Berlin College right now is their like maybe projected starting tight end who was an undrafted free agent last year, um, and yeah, kids would be scary good with Burrow. That, but that, that's my question. Like, so why you, you said Jamar Chase or um, Sewell? Like, why is it not Pitts? If anything, Pitts is arguably a better wide receiver than Chase. It's the, it's the connection. It, it, it's, it's also the fact like that Burrow will be asking. For, for Chase, I'm sure. Um, yeah. And they'll want to make him happy. Yeah. They're, if they're not going to go Sue well and they're not going to protect him, they're going to go with someone Joe Burrow wants more than Kyle Pitts because he would want someone who's his best friend who put up 2,000 yards in his sophomore season with him. I don't and, know. I, and, I, I, and don't I, say that um, as good as Kyle Pitts is, he's not a better wide receiver than Jamar Chase. 
So he's, he's a better wide receiver than a lot of these top prospects because he's just a special uh, receiving threat as a tight end, but not not Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is one of the best wide receiver prospects in a long, long time. If if he didn't opt out this year, like scary numbers. Let's let's move on to number six, Miami. Dolphins. All right, Miami Dolphins on the clock. Uh, it's. For me, it's going to be Cal Pitts here as a Dolphins in the Dolphins position. What I think they're going to do, they've interviewed extensively on Kyle Pitts and Jamar Chase for this process. Um, if Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase are gone at this point, look for a trade back, something like the Broncos. I think that's the only really logical for me trade back. They're not going to trade back with the Patriots because it's a division rival. They're not going to give them a QB and they're not going to get out of that top 10. So if Kyle Pitts is here, it's a, it's a pick. If Jamar Chase is here, it's a pick. If not, I'm looking at a trade back. Uh, I'm on the board here. Uh, number seven, Detroit Lions. A um, couple interesting options. You have a more defensive head coach you just entered, right? He, defensive, correct? He's a tight ends coach, but like, um, he's not really like special. He's played like he's he'd been a defensive coach and a tight ends coach in his career. So, but he's well, not like I, a specialty at any of them. I'm thinking New, or- New Orleans and um, their previous drafts. They love drafting offensive linemen. Um, and but there's also the possibility for defense. He, he wants to increase his uh, defense, um, defensive team. I'm going to go Rashawn Slater here out of Northwestern offensive tackle. Wow, wow! You think the Lions are that stupid? No, I I I, I think that it, it's a philosophy that you'll probably see several times throughout this draft. It's if you're a team that's directionless, that okay, we're going to be good in a couple years. Why not? You know. You, when in doubt, go offensive lineman. Um, but but Penny Suell's on the board. Yeah, this is a conversation me and boys have having. having. I like and and he he said it perfectly. Um, I think that while Penny Suell is a better tackle, I think Rashawn Slater will be more valuable to his organization. Can he because he can play every single position in his offensive line on the offensive line. So, yeah. So I, you, you, they, they don't have that good of an offensive line. They need a guy who can play any position. It's not like they have a solidified uh, spot. Um, so I, I think where Sean Slater goes here, I'm a huge fan of his game. He's a hog mauler. Um, I think they, they like their hog maulers there uh, with a specific coach. Uh, that'd, be, that'd be a nice pick. I'd love to see him in that system. I, I don't think there's any way in hell that they take Slater over – Sewell. Um, Sewell hasn't really played guard, but I mean, you put him at guard and he'd be great. I don't think, why, why would you put him at guard though? Like, <laughs> he's going to be one of the better tackles in the league. I think you would rather, uh, whatever, but uh, it's going to yeah. be Sewell if, if Sewell's there, I, I believe. Yeah, it, it's a tough thing. Like, I think Slater is a better offensive line prospect, but Sewell's a way better tackle prospect because. So Rashawn Slater's played five positions at the collegiate level. He's played left, right guy. He's played center a couple of games. He's played t- both tackle positions. Like I said, Sewell's a better tackle prospect, but I think Slater, like Willie said, is probably more valuable to the team that's directionless when you just want to improve an offensive line rather than one position. Let, let's just uh, pause this right here. If this, if the board falls like this, which is very possible, the, the Carolina Panthers are going to have a lot of calls right now. I think yeah. teams with the Bears... You look at the Washington football team, you look at the, the Patriots, you look at the, maybe the Vikings. If Fields drops to eight, which I think he could very well drop this far at the board. Oh, man, like, 
because everyone's going to want to jump the Broncos, right? Because the Broncos are going to take fields if he's there at nine. So every team behind him is like, I'm going to give you whatever it takes to jump the Broncos to get the last quarterback prospect. And I think a team's going to do it too. I, I think it's going to happen. Yeah. Gonna- do we do we do a mock trade in this draft here, or do we just go with Panthers? I mean, uh, we can. Like, I don't have like the premium version of this like software, but we can just like write it down like, in the book. So if you if you want to complete a trade, we can. What team do we think is going to trade up? Let's let's do it right here. All right. Um. So, so it's either Denver up a spot, Patriots or Washington. Uh, there could be a surprise team, but those are the three that I would think uh, would want to trade up. Uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think it's one of those. I think it's going to be. I think it's the Patriots that trade up, in my opinion. I think you put Justin Fields in that offense. He sits a year behind Cam Newton if you want to give him a year. They already have Cam Newton on one-year deal. Bill Belichick needs a QB after seeing Tom Brady. He's never had to be in this position. with He went from Drew Bledsoe to Tom Brady as a pay, as a head coach. So he's going to want to get up, get up and get a quarterback. So I think it's I think it's Patriots that's move up. Willie? I think Washington, man. They're primed. Oh. They're, they're, they're salivating over here. Um, and I really hope it happens because that would be sick. For that division, see, I, see, and I think I think it's the Broncos. We're, oh, all, we're all on different. Uh, uh, no trade then. Here. No, no trade then. <laughs> um, sure. Well, let's let's Justin Sewell's on the board. Um, we'll say they take Sewell because if, if he falls this far, it would also be hard for them to pass up on him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, since since we're not agreeing on anything, we'll go we'll go Sewell here. Um, I do think it. Denver probably trades up one pick to secure their guy. Uh, they probably won't have to give up that much. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it's it's Sewell. If no trade up and Sewell falls there, lock it in. It's yeah. going to happen. All right. I'll slot this one in. The, the Broncos don't have to move up in our mock draft. It's Justin Fields. No brainer here. Uh, if you can't start right away, if you want it, you still have Drew Locke, who can win some games if they don't want to start him right away. It's good competition. Or, or for both lose them. some games and get a higher pick for next yeah, year. That exactly. might be what they want to do. Exactly. So it gives them good competition, gives a quarterback and Drew Locke, could bring the best of Drew Locke, could bring the best of Justin Fields. It's an ideal situation. You have a quarterback under rookie contract still, and you can allow to let Justin Fields sit a year and keep accumulating draft picks and proving your roster for him. Yeah. Well, like I, my personal opinion on that is, if you head into the season with Drew Locke uh, as your number one starter and no one else behind him, that's a failure. You, you failed as an organization. Drew, Drew Locke, while I was um, I, I called him my favorite QB entering the season, he, he doesn't have it. It's just it is what it is. He, he that's my personal opinion. I don't ever think he'll be a truck. I think maybe he can be a high end trailer like um, like Kirk Cousins. I don't think you can be a truck and, and the sooner as an organization, you can recognize this and move on um, and get a guy like Justin Fields, the sooner that you're going to have more success. Yeah, I agree. All right. Number 10, uh, Willie, you're on the clock with your, your favorite team. Apparently you put 500 bucks on them in the Super Bowl. It's who, who do you go here? I put $600 on them. To win the Super Bowl. <laughs> and uh, there's been talk that they move up for Kyle Pitts. I would firstly love to see that because that would it would be stupid. It'd be so the stupidest thing that organization could do. You don't need more offense. You need defense. You need a corner. 
It's like a kid going to the candy store with Jerry. Jerry Jones, Jones isn't no, a smart like doctor, though. <laughs> well, if Pitts in some weird world fell to test him, they'll take they'll take him. They'll take him, but yeah. but that's not going to happen. Like, yeah, there's, he's not, there's no way that, that happens. He's not falling back to Falcons, Dolphins, and the like Bengals. Like, he'll go in the top six. And Jerry's dreams, he does. But uh, here, more Patrick Sertain the second out of Alabama. Um, son of a uh, of a former pro uh, football player, um, technical, long. He's you know probably going to get lit up in the first year because he's going to go against once. Um, I'm I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Sertain's game. I I, I think he's um, except uh, a phenomenal player, uh, and I'm excited to see him in uh, wearing blue. Yeah, I think it's it's a state, it's a good pick. Number one pros number one cornerback prospect. They need help a corner. Like he said, probably a rough year, but give him a second year. He will. I think he's going to be an outstanding cornerback in this league. So right now I'm uh, got the new New York Giants at 11 here. I'm looking at uh, three different players, Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle, uh, Micah Parsons. I, I, I struggle with this pick, especially since they just – signed Galladay at receiver. They have Sterling Shepard. They have Darius Slayton. Oh, it's it's hard. Micah Parsons in that defense would be awesome. Um, playing a little bit of middle linebacker, also getting to rush the passer. I think I go Jalen Waddle here. I think that they really want to figure out exactly what Daniel Jones is. Yeah. Um, and to do that, you got to surround him with all the weapons you can. Um, so Jalen Waddle, that would be a scary good weapon. Yeah. If, if Daniel Jones doesn't work out, whatever quarterback comes next yeah. is going to be put in a very good situation mm-hmm. with Saquon and all those weapons that I just mentioned at wide receiver. Yeah, if Daniel Jones can't like succeed with Jalen Waddle, Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, <laughs> Darius Slayton, Ben and Barkley, like he's not your quarterback for your future. So you give him one year, see what you got. He's not there. Draft a quarterback, trade up, get one in the next draft. Yeah. I, I... All right. Pick 12, the the Eagles. This is, a, this is tough for me. Um, I'm going to go with J.C. Horn. I think nice. they – I think J.C. Horn's a phenomenal, phenomenal cornerback prospect. The best press man in the, the draft, in my opinion. Very good man-to-man coverage. You get him to put him – and he's not going to be put into the deep zone like Certain. He's going to play opposite Darius Slay, who's a very good cornerback, one of the better ones in the league. So he's going to get that second receivers, which I think he could take a big jump. Probably going to have a better rookie season than Patrick Sertain because he's guarding number two. So I, I would consider Devontae Smith here, but J.C. Horn's a phenomenal prospect. Sure up that defensive end. Yeah, Slay and J.C. Horn for the next four years. Yeah, J.C. Horn's been a big mover on my board. Uh, I'm starting to fall in love with him as a prospect. Yeah, he's, he's so good a physical press corner like no one no one in this draft is like as good at him as being a, a dominant number yeah. one press corner if, um, as good as certain is technically uh, horns just f- so fun to watch at, at the corner position i saw a stat on pff the other day he in last season he he only gave up seven passes like completed in seven games so he, he he's very good He's he struggled against Devontae Smith. The only time he struggled in college, but he shut down the likes like Jerry Judy and people like that in the college when he played in the strong SEC conference. So, well, and if you've seen the highlight tape, he absolutely bodies Kyle Pitts, who's a yeah, physical freak. Like he just, won that. Yeah, 
bodies him. Yeah. Um, and, and you know how much we all love Kyle Pitts. So. so. And if you think from the Eagles' perspective, right, like you're about to see a new coming of the guard where a lot of their old players are about to leave. And um, drafting a player like J.C. Horn, he's, he's going to come in. He's going to be the alpha of that room, and he's going to be the alpha of that defense for a long time. Um, I think he's a fucking beast. And if you look in past drafts, like cornerbacks, teams teams like to take cornerbacks in the top, uh, at least top 10. So I, I don't really see him falling too much after this. Um, for example, who was the the cornerback last year drafted nine by um, the Jaguars? C.J. Henderson. Yeah, so, you know, you, you, you look at uh, other cornerbacks and they, they don't tend to fall that far. So I don't see J.C. Horn going past at least. Like, I, I think I think he's drafted within the first few. All right, Willie, pick number 13, the Los Angeles Chargers on the clock. Yeah, th- th- this is an uh, interesting pick right here. Um, I, I think that the, the, the Los Angeles Chargers are a team that I've had for the past like three years now say, okay, this is a, this is, this team could be this a super contender. This team can do it. Um, but they haven't done it yet. <laughs> they, they, They've been one of the most injured teams in the NFL yeah. the past like five years. It's been ridiculous. Like their training staff. I don't, I don't know what they got to do, <laughs> but it, it, it's been ridiculous how much, like they seem to get unlucky every year, which points that it's, it's not luck. It's something else. I, I pray Derwin James is healthy this year. and balls out on everyone. Cause He's that hard. guy is arguably one of the best players in the entire NFL. Like for at least defense. He hasn't been healthy. Yeah, he's had that's one only, year. That's the only year, thing. Right? Shame, but so in, in this pick, that there are a couple of players I'm looking at in particular. Um, I think Jalen Phillips would would look really nice in that system. They just lost Ingram, um, you know. But and then it, it's it's funny talking about injuries because Jalen Phillips, you know, personally, if I was a general manager in the NFL, um, I wouldn't have Jalen Phillips on my again. So it all depends on what your training staff saying. You have to trust your training staff, but I don't even know if I've have, if I'd have him on my big board, like he scares the shit out of me. You know, you draft him and then first practice, he gets hit in the head and then he's, uh, he's injured. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So for those that don't know, this is a guy who was medically retired from football um, a year when he was on UCLA and then he moved to Miami the year after, but he, he has got concussions problems and there's a yeah. possibility he doesn't, even make it out of his rookie contract. Uh, he, he could retire after like a year of football just because of his, his head injuries. Um, so Jalen Phillips scares me because of that. And and I wouldn't take him this early because of those health concerns. Yeah. He, he scares me because of his health, but his skill level is a top 10 player, top 15 player in this draft. No doubt. He's the best edge prospect in the draft without the injury concerns, like his talent wise. So it just depends. Like, yeah, like Willie said, you trust your train staff. If you think he can have a career, you draft him, but if you have medical concerns, you think he could possibly not make it of his contract, you take him off your board. Um, but he could be a biggest steal this draft. He could be the biggest boss for this draft. It just depends. It's, it's his medical history. Depends what happens with him. So who's the pick, Willie? Yeah, so I'm going to go here, a player I've had them slot in for a long time. And I think he's a player who he might fall if he doesn't go here, but I think he's going to be an absolute amazing pro. Uh, Elijah Vera Tucker. Damn it. <laughs> 
<laughs> out of uh, USC. Uh, he, he's a guard. He can play tackle, but I, I'd have him a guard here. You're going to have him protecting uh, Justin Herbert. I think he's a smart pick. There's a couple guys with higher upside. For example, um, you know, you, you look at Caleb Farley or, or you look at the Michael Parsons, but I think just make the smart pick. Um, don't be flashy. Get it done. And then next year we play off contenders. Yeah. hundred percent agree with that pick. Uh, I think that's what they will do. They need to protect their franchise guy. Um, they, they really don't have a choice. Um, they could go edge or something, but I, I really think they need to protect Herbert, who I see as one of the best quarterbacks in the league for the next te- decade. So, yeah. All right. Um, Minnesota Vikings at, at 14 here. Uh, they're in an interesting position where they could draft best player available um, or they could kind of draft for need, which would be uh, along the offensive line. I think with Darisaw still on the board, they're going to draft offensive line. If, if he or Tucker are somehow both gone by then, um, they may go with the best player available right now. It'd be oh. a, a Devonta Smith or Micah Parsons. Uh, the problem the problem with Devonta Smith is that he doesn't really, or, or the, the Vikings are kind of a two wide team. They don't really go three wide too often. They already have Thielen uh, and Justin Jefferson and Parsons. They already have uh, great linebackers and Kendricks and Barr. So I, I see them going uh, Christian Darisaw here. Yeah, I totally agree. That's a good pick. Uh, will you get anything to say about that? No, I'm I, I'm glad that I'm glad that you picked that pick because I think it's glaring, completely obvious. I think it's an awesome pick. Um, one in Doug offensive line. If you're a team that has no direction, like the Vikings, yeah, very well, true. So Patriots on the clock. Uh, I accidentally picked Kale Farley here. That's not my pick on this screen. Uh, this is tough. I I'm just going Devontae Smith staring me in the face, but I'm going Micah Parsons here. He's a Bill Belichick player. He's a Swiss Army knife, can play the mic, can play the sand, can play on the edge. He plays everywhere. He's like a Kyle Van Noy type of player for that, that Patriots defense. So Bill Belichick's going to love this guy. He's the best defensive prospect in this class probably. He's going to fall because of running cornerbacks and just needs, but Bill Belichick's going to love him. And as a Dolphins fan, I'm scared to have Michael Parsons on the opposite side of the football field on Sunday. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think he is a guy who could have a fall because of his character concerns. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Um, but if, if he's here at 15 for the Patriots, he's such a good fit in their system. I think that's probably who they take. Number 16, we got the Arizona Cardinals. Um, when you make a pick you got to think about the division. You got to think about the opponents. They're in a really, really tough division. Um, so they got to be excellent at something, right? And they, they, they've made a couple really good acquisitions this past offseason. Um, and their defense is going to continuously get better. Um, they're off, they got Hudson from the Raiders. I thought that was a phenomenal trade. And I, I honestly think that they're going to have to compete scoring-wise. So here I'm going to go Devontae Smith. I think they're a candidate to trade up for Devontae Smith. Um, I think they're a team that is going to be salivating. Like I can see them trading with the Vikings ahead of the Patriots just to ensure that they get Smith. Um, I think he makes their offense that much more explosive. And he, he's a necessity, right? Like, okay, so you look at their offense. So they got Hopkins. 
And then they got, uh, we don't know if Fitzgerald's going to be back. Um, don't disrespect Christian Kirk here. Yeah, okay, Christian Kirk. I, yeah. I'm not going to disrespect Christian Kirk, but I don't think Christian Kirk is a number two. I think he's a really good number three. Yeah. But he's not a number two. And and that's the problem. And that offense currently, he is the number two guy. He's he's the guy that they go to on third down if if Hopkins is on the sidelines. You know what I mean? It's I love Christian Kirk, but he was a second round pick for a reason. It's because he, he's good, but he's not excellent. I think they need an excellent number two, and Devontae Smith can be that guy. Hundred percent agree. If yeah. if he or Waddle are here, that's the pick for them. Yeah. All right. But- we're in unison too much, boys. Someone get the chirping. Fuck everyone. No, I mean, like, I agree with all these Fuck picks. the Leafs. Okay, no, we're, it's the football talk. We're not talking for the Leafs. So, be mad before we get off track. The Raiders are on the clock. Oh, see, see, there's a lot of a lot of different directions I can, I can go here again. Um, it's, it's probably going to be JOK. Um, although... Um, Actually, Farley's still on the board. Now yeah. I, I see that now because you actually yeah. picked him. So I think yeah. that they do have a need at cornerback, but they also have a need at linebacker. It's it's who you determine the most special player is. Uh, I think JOK just does so much. At, like he's such a unique player, uh, and you want to take players with unique skill sets in the first round. Um, he'll be kind of difference of, of what they've had traditionally at linebacker uh, the Raiders they normally have bigger guys he's gonna be able to roam the field and be great in pass coverage so JOK is my pick uh, for the Raiders at 17. Yeah excellent pick he was my pick pencil at 18 for the Dolphins if you didn't go him the Raiders it's a pick I've had pencil in for the Raiders for a long time he is such a dynamic player he's kind of like the Isaiah Simmons he's a positionalist player he can play at safety he can play linebacker play on the edge and rush the passer so he's a phenomenal player and the Raiders defense majorly improved with his acquisition okay let's have a conversation about this for two seconds because what the fuck are the Raiders doing like I was all for the Raiders and, and trust and Mayock we trust heading into the season I know a couple of Raiders fans and I was you know buzzing with them why like so you had a really smart pick in picking Arden Key and picking especially Maurice Hurst. You picked Maurice Hurst in the fifth round. He had hard concerns, whatever. Awesome pick. Good job. You're Mike Mayock. This is what they brought you in for. Why are you cutting these players? It, it just it doesn't make zero sense in my brain while you're cutting. They decimated their offensive line. They de- like Are they trying to lose on purpose? Are they doing a full rebuild on purpose? Like, I think rebuilding. I yeah. I also don't know that they can win in that division, so no. they they kind of have to rebuild that division's one of the better divisions in the AFC. It's it's not better um, than the Cardinals, uh, uh, Seahawks, 49ers, and Rams uh, in the NFC. But they might be the second best division in football when you have the Chiefs. Uh, who are obviously one of the best teams in the league. And then you got the Chargers, who are a team on the upswing that could be really, really good. I just talked how much I love the Broncos. So they're kind of being forced into a rebuild here. And maybe that's what they're doing because uh, I don't understand a lot of it. Yeah, yeah it's got to be a rebuild. Um, like you said, you're not going to win this division. You have the likes of Patch Mahomes, Justin Herbert coming up. So the best way is strip down your roster. Build it from the ground, the bottom up, and hopefully, you can find that stud quarterback. You can find a stud defense, and just build to the draft. And hopefully, in a couple of years, you can compete. 
But but if, if you're doing a rebuild, why are you cutting two talented young kids who you just drafted two years ago? I, I don't know. <laughs> that, 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 that's the point where I'm saying it doesn't, doesn't make much sense. Yeah. Like Mike Mayock, it, it's one of those situations where you're like, okay, before this gets out of hand, kind of like Bill O'Brien. When Bill O'Brien was making those moves, you're like, hey, this might get out of hand. And then he does the fucking Hawkins trade. And you're just sitting there like, <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Uh, like fucking Mayock might do that soon because it just zero sense. He's probably going to pick someone off the board here. He might pick fucking, <laughs> he might pick like Pat Faramore. Oh, I don't even know, man. Well, he like, went Damon Arnett last pick at 28. Like that Jabril Cox here. Someone just fucking random as shit uh, at number 17 because he's smarter than everyone and he knows what he's doing apparently. That's, that's uh, the, the Raiders are always a hard team to mock draft because you never know what they're thinking. Huh? If they're if Waddle was on the board, like I wouldn't be that surprised if they they just wanted the shiny new toy right after they take rugs. They love speed, but uh, they they seem to be their own worst enemy. All right, pick eighteen. Oh. The Dolphins are on the clock. I. I'm, I have no idea what to do here. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of options I like. Um, people like Kevin Jenkins. You can solidify that left tackle, right tackle spot. You can move Hunt inside. Someone like Jalen Phillips. You got need on edge. Uh, Quiddy Pay. Even like Najee Harris is an option, but I think they wait day, day two to take a running back. Someone like Javante Williams, Michael Carter, someone like that. So I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go with Tevin Jenkins. Um, I think they they did draft Austin Jackson, Robert Hunt early last year, but Robert Hunt's a guard. So I think they need a player that can play legit tackle and kick Hunt inside. Tevin Jenkins is a Brian Flores player. Absolute hog mower, destroys people at the line of scrimmage. Big in the run game, good pass protection. So I think when in doubt, build the offensive line. Now you have a very, very young offensive line. And you can look at edge in day two with two picks. Yeah, especially in this mock, where we have a lot of edge players. Like, there hasn't been an edge player to go yet. So yeah. hopefully they'll have... Uh, a couple of those guys fall to them in the second. Number 19, you got the Washington football team. Like, like previous mentioned, um, I think that they're a team that could trade up. Uh, they're, they're an awesome team and they're building something really cool. Um, I think here they select, you know, there are a couple options available. They need, um, I, I think you kind of nullify anything within the first two levels when looking at, uh, the Washington football team, because they're so dominant. I don't think they need to allocate any more resources, at least uh, to their defensive line um, in the time being. I think that um, offensively, they're awesome. They just, they're, they're missing that QB. So they're going to find it eventually. It's going to happen. I'm sure they have a plan in place. Um, that's the reason why I want to select Caleb Farley here uh, out of Virginia Tech, cornerback. Uh, uh, um, the, the reason for this is because so he's probably gonna have to sit. Uh, he might be good for training camp, for training camp, but he's probably gonna probably not play the best this upcoming year and, and come in in year two and re- really uh, solidify his placement. Uh, that's when hopefully you can get a QB in there. Um, you figure it out, and then hopefully not this year, but the year upcoming, you're gonna be serious contenders. Yeah. yeah. So, so that that would have been a guy that I would look have looked at at twenty um, for uh, the Chicago Bears. Uh, now, uh, uh, unless we have any more uh, talk about Farley. No, you can go yeah. ahead. Um, so now it kind of comes between who do, who do you think the best corner prospect is left or um, Rashad Bateman? 
in my opinion. I love Rashad Bateman. I can see Chicago loving him too. Um, they, they need some weapons there. Um, because you just picked Farley and it's a big tier jump for me in corner. I'm going to go Bateman, who I really like. And I think the Bears will really like as well. Um, so Rashad Bateman's my pick there. Yeah, I like that pick. Uh, he's someone I was going to pick at 21 for the Colts. But yeah, Rashad Bateman, Allen Robinson, who knows on that franchise tag, so probably not going to sign there long term. So you get another number one option that can go on there when he leaves. And he's going to be a number two option this in this season uh, if Allen Robinson's still on that team. Uh, so I love Rashad Bateman. Great speed. He proved that wrong at his pro day or that combo, whatever it is that. And great hands, great one-on-one receiver. He's a phenomenal prospect, so I like that pick. Number 21, Colts. Okay, got? so they need help. They need an offensive tackle because they lost Catazano in off, the offseason. Uh, my boy Dylan Radins is on the board, but I'm not going to reach that far. I think they, they need a cornerback. They have Xavier Rhodes, who's played well last year. Uh, they have Kenny Moore, who's more of a slot guy. So I'm going to go Greg Newsom out of Northwestern. Greg Newsom shot at people's draft boards. Very, very good corner. Had a very good year. Uh, college season this year when he played. So I think he's going to slow that number two spot and uh, the Colts defense just got that much better. Unfortunately, I agree again with that pick. Um, Newsom would have been my pick uh, for the Bears if they decided to go corner. Um, yeah, we're agreeing too much on this. Um, <laughs> All right, Willie, do something stupid, man. Come on. <laughs> 22, we got the Titans. Um, I think that they need to go defense here. I think that there's no other, uh, obviously the lost Corey Davis is going to hurt their offense, but the, I, I don't see them going anything else, but defense here, the defense was one of the worst in actually history last year, um, based on the statistics. So there are a couple options available. If you look at, uh, again, Jalen Phillips, um, you look at, uh, Aziz, Azulari. Um, Kawhi pay is really interesting to hear. Um, one thing I, I was kind of thinking about making the, the case for Gregory Rousseau. And the reason for this is if you look at Simmons, um, Simmons draft, um, Simmons, uh, what's his first name? Uh, is it Am- not Amphrey? Uh, I completely forget. I'll look it up. Give me keep talking. <laughs> Jeffrey, Jeffrey, Jeffrey. Jeffrey Simmons uh, fell in his draft year because he was injured. He was supposed to be like a top 10 pick. Uh, he fell to the Titans and it's had his really paid significant dividends. Um, I was trying to think about maybe Gregory Rousseau can be the, the same thing in that situation. Um, so I'm, I'm, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. And if we're actually going to have like, what's going to really happen. Um, I, I think here, uh, Jalen Phillips, is going to be the pick. Um, he immediately helps them. He immediately solidifies that pass rush. I think he'd look awesome in a Titans uniform. Uh, any opinions on that? I like the pick again, so I can't really complain about it. Yeah, I'm beginning more and more to think that Phillips will probably be the first edge prospect off the board just because teams will be so interested in his potential, uh, e- even though there are health concerns. Um, I, I pr- wouldn't be the pick I would do, uh, especially with the Titans. Uh, they they just do? signed Dupree, too. Um, Who would you pick? I don't know. Pro- like, probably still one of the edge guys. Um, 
and, and if it is an edge guy, I think it would probably be Phillips. So I kind of <laughs> agree that I think that will happen, uh, especially since the run on corners kind of just went Newsom just went. Um, but maybe maybe they could get a corner and a guy like Asante Samuel Jr. or whoever they see as that top corner. That that's a huge need for them. Um, oh, I'll give you another one. Uh, yeah. Paul out of Oregon would look nice in a Titans uniform. I know it's a bit of a reach at 22, but he he, he solidifies the secondary a little bit. Yeah, he can play slot corner too, so uh, that would be a good pick. Maybe a bit of a reach. I think Holland close the late of the the first round, but I think he fits them more than more he does as a safety prospect. All right, tw- 23, the Jets. You ready? Let's, let's hear it. So, with, with Robert Sala at head coach, um, he loves his edge guys. They don't really have – well, I, I guess they just signed Lawson, but, but they need a guy on the other side there. Um, and, and there's a lot of guys that are, that are really intriguing. Uh, you got Quiddy Pay. You got uh, an athletic freak in Jason Oway. You got Aziz Ojolari, who's more, more of a technician. Uh, it's just who you decide fits um, the system the most, who has the most potential. Uh, I think uh, they end up taking Quiddy Pay out of Michigan. Uh, I, I think that's a guy that Robert Sala will, will fall in love with and, and scream for his, his GM to take. Uh, so Quiddy Pay is my guy there. Yeah, I agree with it again. So I can't find any picks to disagree with. I love Quiddy Pay. Is- what? <laughs> you just love all prospects. Man, can, love prospects. That, that's our problem, actually. Is we, we just love, love all these. Pro- it, like we've been researching these guys for so yeah. long now and that we, we just love them all, and we can't get mad at any. Of and these there's going to be like probably twenty like percent of these guys a bust that we love because we love everyone, and there's going to be busts. We're going to be wrong, but when you watch, we've been looking at prospects for like four months straight. So I fall in love with all prospects. Not really a prospect I don't like. So, but the twenty-four at the the Pittsburgh Steelers on the clock. Yeah, it's a tough pick. They need help everywhere. That team's kind of losing traction with the Browns and the Ravens kind of jumping up in that that AFC North, kind of taking control of that. So, I mean, Najee Harris is someone who I think they like a lot, especially with Connor gone now. But I'm going to go with a prospect I really like. With, with Hayward getting older, I think they need someone like Christian Barmore who's going to solidify that defensive front. Absolute beast. There's no Alabama defensive tackles that turn out to be bad apparently so with Hayward getting a bit older yet another guy that can play on that defense make them that much better because your offense isn't going to be able to keep up with the Ravens and the Browns so you're gonna have to get even better defensively to slow them down I think I think they need to take a line here I think they will take a line maybe they'll be stupid and take a running back uh, and think that's going to fix their offensive uh, problems but but we saw a lot of the offensive linemen go. I think they could take a guy like uh, Ridunes. Um, yeah. Or maybe maybe a Samuel Cosme or an Alex Leatherwood or a Landon Dickerson if, if you want to go in the interior. Yeah. Um, I, 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 th- I think they take um, an offensive lineman, but that's my opinion. I've had Tevin Jenkins penciled in here for the past three months. I, I... He's gone though in this yeah. mock. Yeah. There's wasn't a lot of tackles I really like for this pick. Like, I mean, I like them, but I think they're more like fringe first to second round talents. So at 25, you got the Jaguars who just selected Trevor Lawrence. They got Urban Meyer. They're, they're rolling. They're, they're doing pretty good. 
Um, they're a team who I see some people are projecting them to have like one win next year, which I don't think so. I think they're gonna have like six wins. Um, I think they're gonna be a solid team next year and continue to build. Um, th- there are a couple options available here. Uh, like, like previously mentioned, I really like Holland um, from Oregon. Uh, and I think Morig would also do very well here. I'm going to pick Dylan Randu from North Dakota State, offensive tackle. Um, he, did a, he did a phenomenal job uh, keeping up Trey Lance uh, when they played together. I think he's an excellent tackle. Um, and he, he shores up that, uh, that off- offensive line a little bit uh, heading into the future. I, you know, what, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, I, I love Randune, so I can't really get mad at that. You got your quarterback the future. Similar to what the Dolphins did last year. They got two of them. They got two tackles right away, back-to-back picks, really. So, I mean, they, they got to protect him. He's your quarterback of the future. He's his prized possession. So, draft a tackle. Hopefully, Randune turns into a stud to protect him for his future. Yeah, you, you got to protect your guy. Um, I agree. I think I think an interesting pick for them would be one of the wide receivers left, uh, maybe Elijah Moore, yeah. Terrace Marshall, uh, Kadarius Tony. Um, that that would be really interesting to me, pairing up a wide receiver with your cornerback rather than a tackle. Um, but I think you got to protect your quarterback, so I have no problems with this pick. All right, the Cleveland Browns in the clock. BMAC, who you got? This is this is one of my favorite picks in the entire draft because the Browns can really go pretty much anywhere. Um, It's so hard whether they, I think here with, with the players on the board, um, they either go edge wide receiver or, or maybe sneaky pick at cornerback Um, with that set up choosing between uh, three players or four players right now. I got Jason Owe, Terrace Marshall, Asante Samuel Jr. and Aziz Ojolari. Um, mm-hmm. Terrace Marshall Jr. isn't the top wide receiver on my board. I just don't think they have really that they have Odell Beckham, they have Jarvis Landry, or two smaller guys. I think if they're going to pick receiver here, they pick uh, the big bodied guy uh, in Marshall. Um, what do we think it's going to be? Edge, corner, or wide receiver? What are your guys' thoughts? Uh, try and convince me a little bit here. I think it's, I think it's edge in my opinion. Uh, I would if Barmore is here, that's a pick. They just released Sheldon Richardson, so that's a pick, hundred percent. But I took him at twenty four. I would go edge, get someone to play behind Clowney this year, who's going to probably be your your edge of the your second edge of the future next year. Actually, actually, I'm going to switch it up a little bit here. I'm going to go Greg Rousseau. I think because nice. I think he can play in the interior I as like well. That. Now that you mentioned Barmore, yeah. um, good pick. Because that was uh, something I'd penciled in. If Barmore, if Barmore is there, that's who they'll pick. Um, but Greg Rousseau, I think, could play on the inside, and then maybe if Jadavian Clowney leaves, then he can transition to being an edge defender. Um, so yeah, that's that's my pick here. I like, yeah, I, I like that for sure. I was um, going to make a case for Asante Samuel Jr., but uh, I, I I like that. All right, pick twenty-seven. The Ravens on the clock. Their first first-round selection. They need a they need a need an OT, but I'm gonna just wait to 31 to solve that issue. I'm gonna go with the my my favorite edge on the board, my number one edge on the board is Aziz Ojolari. Uh, they just let Judon in free agency. Aziz Ojolari is kind of like that three four linebacker who can play a similar position. He's gonna be an upgrade to the your defense. Um, I love Aziz Ojolari, so that's who I think the Ravens are gonna take here if he's there. Yeah, uh, I I agree. Um... Like the Ravens are often a team that'll take the best available player, um, but they do need edge. And Aziz Ojolari is one of the better players on the board. So 
uh, yeah. They're also, they're also often a team that, that likes to take edge, like they take a lot of edge defenders in like round three, four. So I could see them doing that instead of taking one in the first round. But yeah, fair pick. Yeah, it's again, I, I probably would have done a safety here. Um, if, if it was my pick, I, I think you're right. They're really good at finding edge um, later in the draft. So uh, I think safety is a position that they need help. And then offensive tackle later, uh, I pick 31. But at 28, um, the New Orleans Saints, they're a team where you're going to see significant regression in the coming years. I think, you know, salary cap hell is going to really going to fuck them. Um, but it might not, you know, I, I, I really don't know how to project the saints because there's such a really smart head coach, um, and, and general manager and, and, and the core, uh, base of young crop of talent. Um, so I, I'm excited to see their future. Um, I think Jamin Davis out of Kentucky, uh, is a nice pick here. Uh, I see your face boy as how about you speak on this kid? Oh, I, I love Jamin Davis. Um, he's someone I didn't really know too much about to the last three, two weeks ago. And I put on his film. He's very, very good. Very athletic. Like the numbers put his pro day around like a four, three, eight. I had a, one of the, the highest vertical as a linebacker, one of the highest verticals recorded. And he's someone that can play all over the field. He's got Darius Leonard comps coming out of self, like coming out of college. So that's kind of says it for itself. But to me, Davis is a phenomenal player. He's going to go in this first round. He's one of my highest graded He's my highest graded position on the board. I just wasn't in a position to take him because of the needs of these teams. But Jameen Davis can be a phenomenal player. Plays in the middle of that defense. Replaces Demario Davis. So, love the pick, Willie. Uh, not a huge fan of, of this. I think it's, it's very possible that they do this. I'm not, I'm not as high on Davis as you guys are, although I do have him around the 30s on my big boards. This isn't too far off in terms of value. And the Saints are weak at linebackers. So, yeah, I'm kind of warming up. That's not a bad pick. I, I might take Zayvon Collins, but that's just me. All right. Uh, BMAC, pick number 29. The Packers are on the, the board. Oh, the Packers. Um, <laughs> is this where they finally listen to their fan base and listen to Aaron Rodgers and take a wide receiver? They should. No. Uh, they should. I think it probably is. Um, they might uh, opt for a tackle in Samuel Cosme. Um, they could also look at Asante Samuel Jr., although they are a team that kind of likes their bigger cornerbacks, and, and Asante's pretty small. Uh, now it, it's what wide receiver do you like? I, I'm going to go wide receiver here. Um, for me, it's going to be one of Elijah Moore, Terrace Marshall, or Kadarius Toney. I think Kadarius Tony does the most for that offense. He's an absolute weapon after the catch. Um, I do really like Elijah Moore. Um, he's a riser on my board. He's he's great route runner out of the slot, but I think Kadarius Tony just does more um, for this offense. Did you guys hear that there's a um, a potential trade on the table? I think it's Jordan Love. I, I did see this. I think it's I think it's false, but continue. Jordan Love, the 29th overall pick, and a fourth round pick for to the Patriots for the 15th overall pick. How would you guys feel about that? I could see it. I, I could see Bill doing that, but I don't know how the how accurate the report is. Yeah, I, I also don't 
love trading up for non-quarterbacks. Um, but but if one of the receivers falls to a 15 there, uh, the, then that would be uh, some great value. So maybe they yeah. do that. Um, Imagine Devontae but, Smith. But, like, oh, yeah. You, you, you just you, like, you just drafted love, but the problem is like Aaron Rodgers pro- playing at least another what three years? You think? Yeah, and then the time that Jordan like, Love's contract's on his fifth year, so then you're gonna have to make a decision after one year. So it makes like, no yeah, sense. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing. Like just a, that, that's just making that Love pick look worse and terrible. worse. Because uh, right they, now, they're Love's... probably gonna have to trade him if yeah. Rodgers is gonna play another three years, right? Right now, Love's probably because he hasn't played yet, so people don't know his potential. It's still probably worth a first round pick, uh, for like on the trade market. So and someone would definitely give them a first yeah. round pick, like so, a QB needy team, right? So Aaron Rodgers got three more years, and what he's playing at a high level, so that puts Jordan Love one Aaron Rodgers say is done, like on his fourth or fifth year of his contract when you have to make a decision and pay him like whatever 25 30 million money so it makes no sense they i think they gotta move jordan love so they can move him get up to 15 and get Devonte smith dude in the heartbeat number 30th buffalo oh, bills. the bills there's they have needs at edge cornerback receiver not receiver running back I would say a lot of my brother's friends are diehard bills fans they really really want a running back the g harris is staring me in the eye but they need a second cornerback to play beside trey Wright, and i'm going the the best one on the board on my board in Asante Samuel Jr. Um, it's not a sexy pick, but it's something that I think they need. Good secondary cornerback. Um, they Josh Norman is in it, so they, they need someone to play besides Tradius White, and Samuel Jr. is my pick. I, 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 I was going to be mad at you if you didn't uh, make that selection there. Um, Asante Samuel, if, if he's there, or if somehow Newsom or one of these other corners falls, yeah, I'd lock it in. I don't know. I I, I I don't see him passing on Najee Harris. Like, you well, got they're gonna pass. Up. They just drafted two running backs in like the third round of the past two drafts. Um, the the problem with their running game is more their offensive line, in in my opinion. That's they, they just don't run enough. That's all. That's all it is. They just don't. They just let Josh Allen throw every down. Like they don't establish run. They don't even try to run. Like when they run, they average four yards a carry. It's just grindable hates run plays <laughs> but fuck that kind of works though yeah it works so if it ain't broke um 31 overall uh baltimore ravens a couple interesting options here they traded uh their tackle um so <laughs> the couple couple tackles available um at 31 i think that they probably have a good idea of who they want here um the pick i'd love to see is for his name I, I fucking forget his first name but um holland out of oregon Siobhan. i mentioned earlier for the other pick i, I really 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 want to see it um i think he's going to be an excellent talent in the next level i think he he cleans up that secondary um for the whole that thomas missed um and I, I definitely think that you can get really good tackles in the second round so if you can get someone like a cost me to come in in the second round, you get J- Javon Holland. You get um, who, who's the other pick? Aziz. Aziz Alujawari. Uh, that's that's a really nice haul. Um, what do you guys think? I oh, I don't like this, uh, especially <laughs> as a Ravens fan. 
Uh, first of all, Holland's not the top safety on my board. He's not even in the top two. Uh, I, I would have uh, Morig probably if I was going to go safety here, although uh, I'd have to look more at the scheme fit, um, seeing what the Ravens do uh, and what they need as an exact scheme fit. Um, maybe Holland fits better. Uh, I don't really know. Uh, I'd have to do more research into that. Uh, but I also think like that they don't have another pick for a while, right? The, oh, the prob- wow. like they're not going to get one they're of those second, yeah. tackles. Um, I, I don't even know if they need an offensive tackle though, because they just signed v- Villanueva. Yeah, like, maybe they don't. Maybe that. Maybe you're right. You wait till next year, maybe, and take a mm-hmm. tackle, right? Yeah, I guess. I guess you could see what Villanueva has, and it's not uh, as we talked about earlier. Like playing tackle for the Ravens, when you have Lamar Jackson, is a little bit easier. So maybe they don't need uh, to spend high capital on tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I just don't like Holland there. Uh, there's a lot of other guys that I would I would take above him. Uh, All right, BMAC, the last pick of our final mock draft before the actual draft is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where they have no need. So where are you going? <laughs> um, so, so this is this is another fun pick, uh, like the Browns, which which I had uh, that pick too uh, earlier. Um, like you said, boy, is like they could go anywhere here. Uh, do they maybe ta- take another offensive lineman? Um, and shore up that side. Do they take another edge defender? Um, stop wiggling your mouse around, <laughs> fucking Najee Harris. It's not gonna be Najee Harris. It, it very well could be. <laughs> um, the, uh, yeah, I guess it could. But like, that's um, the only really need. Like they have Ronald. Like. I have Ron Joseph Fournette, who's solid running backs, but like if he's an upgrade, they'll probably take uh, him. I, I kind of like uh, Trayvon Mulrink here uh, at, at safety. Uh, don't that, don't select him yet, though, because I'm still pondering my options. Um, <laughs> could also go Jason Owe uh, at Edge um, and have him as a guy once uh, Pierre Paul's gone next year. Oh. It's hard, boys. It's hard, boys. Um, yeah, you don't have a need. It's hard. He just kind of you, you take the best available player on the board. There's so many of them, though. <laughs> for me, uh, maybe for them that, that they've been a team that's taken a lot of secondary in the past. Uh, so I get to keep on that trend and go Trayvon Morig. That's that's the pick I, I was thinking as well. I I think that pick would look really really. They nice. do. They do still need a safety too. Where does he fit in though? Like his Whitehead and Winfield are too yeah, young for safety. Can he play? Can he play like a hybrid position? Play like Winfield he, more in he, the box. He can. He can be. He he's interesting. Where he can do a lot of different things. He can more. He can be a bit of a hybrid. He can also play traditional safety. Um, he's just a guy you want in the football field, right? So. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a good talent. I think he'll be like edge of that first round, probably second. Just because teams need safety, he's my number two safety on the board. Um, almost number one, it's like falling a bit better. But yeah, the way this the way this draft fell out, there's a lot of good players available day two. So like Najee Harris, Leatherwood, Cosme, uh, Joe Tyron, like all those people. There's a lot of good people already second round, which is a Dolphins fan. I'm pretty will be pretty happy about. But that is the end of our final mock draft before the draft. We'll we'll post this probably on Instagram. We'll see we have record of it. See how we do. See how we predict it. 
Uh, what, what are you going to set the over-under at, Willie, for a percentage of correct picks? Uh, I'd go like 40%. I'd hope so. <laughs> no chance. No chance we're we'll, getting 40. That's... We'll get we'll get one and two, then probably won't get one right for the rest. <laughs> we got we got one and two right. That's tough. I love that. The Cowboys are taking Sertan. Yeah. So we're good there. No, that, that, that's when we get a bit. Uh, and then it's a complete shit show for the rest. <laughs> like we, we could get none right for the rest. Like you never yeah. know. Well, we just, we gotta hope. But maybe maybe oh. we'll all uh a, a nice exercise if you guys got the time would be before the draft to all make our own individual um, individual ones yeah let's do that uh maybe post it on the instagram and then see who, who got the most right that would yeah, be an we'll interesting kind of exercise to do if yeah, you guys we'll, are into that yeah we'll we'll do that everyone will we'll all do our individual mock draft we'll post it thursday before the draft uh we're gonna have a lot of content coming out this next week we have another football episode planned another fun nfl kind of mock draft plan we'll get into that uh, later this week, but it's draft week. We'll put a lot of content out for there. Uh, I want to thank Hickory Dickory Decks for a sponsor. Great decks. Hit them up. Burlington, Dundas, Milton, you name it, they'll do it. Uh, so, yeah, uh, if you guys have anything else to say before we sign off, but it was a fun episode on my part. That's awesome. Draft day is better than Christmas. Uh, looking forward to this for the past couple of months. I'm very excited. Thursday, April 29th. Tune in. Take it easy, everyone. Carrying your shoes, decided that once again I was just dreaming of opening.